what inspired <laughs> me to be an actor, I was always into storytelling. Um, since I was a little kid, I remember one of our first like school projects, we had to put on a performance. I think it was like, I don't know, but there was a baker and my line was about muffins. It was about, I like the kind with the honey and the nuts on top. I and that was my line, and I said it all the time. And the nuts on top. <laughs> I love it. Yes, that. that was my line, and my mom never let me forget it. Um, and that, that's just that passion of for telling story and making people feel something really um, inspired me to be an actor. Give up or get up. So, what do you actually do? Is it hard to memorize all those lines? Do you get nervous? Can you cry on cue? The podcast for artists and dreamers. Let's talk about resilience and mental strength. I'm Bianca. Welcome to my podcast. Hi, Carl. <laughs> Hi, I'm so happy to have you back, Carl. Me too. Hi. I'm glad. So, um, Carl is one of my best, best, best friends from college, from NYU, and an amazing actor. And right now, he is studying, doing his master in drama at Yale School of Drama, if you've heard of it. <laughs> and we're, we're doing this our second time, because the first time we talked... Um, Ah, you should know that I'm in Berlin and Carl is in New Haven. And the first time there was a lag on our Skype conversation. So we're doing it again, but there is still a lag. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to make it work. I'm so happy you're on my podcast. Thank you for doing this before classes. What time is it for you now? It's 8.13. Um, and thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so happy for you. And I love your podcast. So it's fun to be on it. Yay! Yeah, you're. Uh, it's eight, uh, eight thirteen. Okay, for me it's two thirteen, and you are right before your classes, right? Yeah, classes start at ten o'clock, so I have a bit of some time. Okay, I have to take a, a screenshot of our conversation because you look so cool in this cafe in New Haven that you're sitting on with like your glasses and your shirt, Carl. God, <laughs> some people just have like that natural swag. <laughs> Thank you, Bianca. I told you, you look very fit with your red striped and white sweater on. Mm. Very athletic. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all a mask. Same. <laughs> um, okay, so let me introduce you quickly. Uh, so, well, first of all, we met at NYU in 2014, I guess. Long, long time ago. <laughs> Um, we were two um, bright-eyed 18-year-olds or 17-year-olds. How old were you? I was 17, 18. Right? I was 18. Oh, okay. So two bright-eyed 18-year-olds uh, meeting in New York. Uh, we both went to the Stella Adler Studio of Acting within NYU Tisch Drama. And um, I don't know how, but we sat next to each other on monologue day, which was the first day of... Um, school I guess and everybody had to perform a monologue so we could all judge each other's acting <laughs> talents <laughs> and I had so much fun with you and we were laughing so much and immediately became friends um, and then we lived together a second year of college in a tiny tiny dorm room mm -hmm. which was so fun <laughs> and then 
Um, well, then we sort of went our separate ways because we did um, different classes at NYU. Uh, but then uh, I went back to Europe after college and you stayed in New York. You did um, a bunch of plays. And then we met again uh, for master auditions. Mm -hmm. uh, and we figured out that was like two years ago, right? That we last saw each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> so, Carl, you did, um, before even finishing NYU, you managed to score a really cool role in a play at the public, Eve's Song, mm -hmm. uh, which, uh, if you guys don't know, the public theater is a huge and amazing theater in New York. Um, then you finished NYU. Then you did another play at the public. Then you did another play at New York Theatre Workshop, and now you're at Yale. What a career. <laughs> what a career. But yes, there's like there's also like the in-between of it all. Like the last show I did at New York Theatre Workshop ended up spraining my ankle for like six months in the summer. I wasn't working, I was just auditioning around. And also in there, like lots of rejection, like wanting to get um like accepted, like booked for the roles like in TV and film, but no 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 no. Um so there's some good and also, like, some bad in there, too. Well, we want to hear about the bad car. Because <laughs> you already know the good. <laughs> yeah, because it's easy to say, oh, he's doing so well, a bunch of plays, good actor and stuff. But we want to hear about the struggle. Yes. <laughs> because that's what's inspiring. <laughs> um, so, so tell me about your struggle, Carl. <laughs> tell me about your... Um, uh, auditions uh, about how you got the play at the public um your times in between sort of mm -hmm. um so my audition really started during my junior year of nyu i i knew the summer was coming and i wanted to work during the summer just me being a bright eye however old i was like 21 year old um so <laughs> I would Still like bright eyed. I try my best. Um, <laughs> I would like search playbill.com or backstage.com and look for auditions that I could um, fit. And sometimes they would be open calls. Sometimes I would have to email the casting director and be like, here's my headshot and resume. I'm an NYU student. Can I please come in audition? For the open calls, I was non-union at the time. So I would have to wake up at like 5 a.m. in the morning before the sun rose, wrote, write my name on a list um, and hope to be seen that day and then wait around. And sometimes you were and sometimes you weren't, right? Yeah, some days I wouldn't be seen and nine o'clock would roll around and I would have to leave because I had to go to class uptown. Um, or I guess that would be downtown because class is on 23rd Street. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of that auditioning around and... Uh, wow. For the public, it was something that I saw on Playbill. They were requesting headshots and resumes. And I remember I had so many headshots and resumes. I also wanted an agent and a manager at the time. I was so eager. So I sent out, that was probably spring of, I think, 2018. I sent out my headshot and resume to agents, managers. I was like, I'm an NYU student. I'm in my third year. I want to work. And then I also sent out uh, my headshot and resume to the public for the show. And that was, I think, the only show that I submitted for. And uh, the public was the only place to respond. They were like, 
oh, great. Um, well, come in. And I didn't have a place to stay during that summer because I was in dorms. So I ended up having to mm. stay in one of my friend's basement while I was there. And I was... Oh, what? Yes, I was learning my lines in the basement. <laughs> I was only there for a week. Um, but it was so fun um, and so exhilarating because I was so happy to be seen by the theater. And then the audition was super fun because there was one part, one monologue where um, I had to describe getting stabbed in the stomach with a pencil. Like, that was the character. The character got stabbed in the stomach with a pencil. Oh. Um, and the first time I did it, I mean, I wasn't really connected to it because also it was, was nervous and it was like a jarring experience like to kind of like reimagine. And the director was like, okay, so for this moment, like we really need you to go there and like experience it. And I was like, okay, um, let me just try to relax and try to breathe. Mm. Um, but like that, those are the only tools I had like to try to live in that moment. And I did it again and she was like, okay, just try it again. And I still wasn't getting it. And then I did it again. And then all of a sudden, like, I imagined a pencil in my hand. And I put the pencil on my stomach. And all of a sudden, I started breaking down. Um, and I was like, okay, so that's what it feels like to release. Um, and it was so, it felt so good. It felt so good. It felt so good to release all of that. Um, and I felt like I was actually living and breathing the character. And the director was like, thank you so much. Thank you for that bravery. Um, she was like, if I had a tissue, I would give it to you. <gasps> and we all like laughed. Um, but it was so fun to, well, first it was a struggle, like trying to get to that point. Cause I didn't know how to get to that point. Um, but I think, I don't know what it was. There was something about like the movement of my hand to my stomach and maybe just touching my stomach in that area um, of really allowed me to release. So that was a cool thing to experience. And then rehearsing that play it was just trying to figure out how do I release into the character because every day wasn't like that some days was very tense um and even some performances it was very tense so it was a struggle of learning how to release and be brave and vulnerable in that character wow I haven't heard that story before and that's amazing that you were able to do that during the audition also um cool um director I'm sure to give you so much time and work with you in an audition. Mm -hmm. It made me feel safe. And I think that's probably one of the things that made me or allowed me to go in that vulnerable way that it felt really felt like a workshop rehearsal and not an audition presentation. Amazing. Wow. Wow, Carl. Um, and we were talking about it last time, but tell me a little bit about your experience then doing the play, because that was, um, you know, out of college, your first professional play. Um, and how was it discovering that vulnerability, um, like performance for performance, sort of? It was so much fun. It was my first play. The play, you've seen it, it was like a dinner table. So the fun moments when we were eating, we get to eat every night, salmon, <laughs> whatever else we ate, bread. It was so fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he would laugh and make jokes and it was my own dressing room it was great um, but then like, there were moments of difficulty for me when it came to the monologue where I had to be brave and vulnerable and be released and sometimes it wasn't there for me um, and I knew that 
I couldn't push it because pushing it wasn't gonna give me the release and the result that I knew would be effective for the story. So at some point it was just like, okay, whatever happens, happens. So I had this journal downstairs in my dressing room that every night after the show, I would journal about how it went. I would be like, okay, so this moment felt released or this moment felt very, very tense. Or tonight I saw this lady sleeping in the front row and it really pissed me off. <laughs> um, and then during the day, the next day, I would like try to figure out how do I work through that? Um, and how do I get to the point of this release that I had first experienced in, the, in that audition room? Um, and it's something that I don't think I ever solved, although there were definitely moments of release. Um, and there are still moments of tense. And it wasn't something that I like hit the nail on the head and solved the problem of. Um, but it was something that I became curious about, curious about in all my work and something that I'm still curious about and something that led me to grad school to try to understand what this thing is about. Why, why can't I release when I want to release and what am I holding and why do I hold when I know there's a story that I want to tell, um, but something in me just can't release it. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, it's. I struggle with that too and sometimes you just have those golden moments I feel like that are the reasons that we all are actors um, and they're just those pure moments of inspiration and you're fully in the role and you feel everything and, and the release comes so naturally but um, sometimes I also feel like there's just nothing there to release because I'm an emotionalist robot <laughs> I don't know if you know yeah. that feeling <laughs> Yes, but uh, I'm like, I literally don't have any emotions in there, like not possible, <laughs> which is not mm -hmm. true because we all have the emotions always in there. Um, so, yeah, I don't know the answer, but we're working through it. <laughs> yeah. One thing that one of my teachers recently told me is because I, I definitely I get that feeling of like feeling like I have nothing to give. Um But what I realized is in that moment that like, I have nothing to give, I do have something to give, but what it is, it's an unpleasant feeling. Um, most of the time it's like frustration. It's like, what the fuck? Like, why don't you mm. know your lines? Or like, why don't I know my lines? Or like, this thing is too tight. And because I want to be like the professional actor or like the good scene partner, I don't say anything. So I end up holding in all that frustration. And because I'm holding in frustration, not allowing it to be released, nothing else can be released. So if in order for me to experience what the character is experiencing, I need to allow Carl to experience what he is experiencing. I need to allow Carl to experience the frustration or the sadness or the fear that I might not know my lines so that once I experience that, the character can have an experience. That is it's so like, smart, I love that. Yeah, it's all like big and very th theoretical, um, but I think it's something that excites me because now I can maybe like see how I can practice that in my work. Yeah, that is so good. And you can use the frustration that you're feeling. Um, I guess that's, you know, what in the business they might call being in the present moment. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio <laughs> Oh yeah, our teachers always used to yell at us Be in the present moment 
um, so actually, um, I thought of a funny story, Carl, because once you did that play at um, the Public Eve song, which, by the way, I have to say was one of my favorite plays in New York that I ever saw. It was so touching, so moving, and it was on a big stage, but still very intimate. Um, I definitely, you definitely made me cry a lot. So, <laughs> um, so it was really beautiful, really, really beautiful. Um, and after that, I mean, like through that, I'm sure you had no problem getting an agent. You got your agent through that play and had lots of offers. Um, and it was really funny because at the time I was actually doing an internship at um, an agency sort of while, while in school uh, just to see how, you know, that whole being an agent works and behind the scenes to get some insights. And um, it was really funny because I told my agent that I was working for that I have a friend who's doing a play at the public and maybe they want to come see it. Um, so they would come see your play um, and maybe sign you. And um, the guy was like, oh, well, you know, Bianca, we get so many offers. Um, and, you know, you can tell your friend that it's going to be pretty impossible that, like, agents are really going to come see his play if he sends out his stuff because, like, we really <laughs> get these emails day by day. So we really just don't have any time. Um, but I sent him the info of the play anyway. And then two days later, he was like... Um, so, like, I looked at the play, and I mean, it actually sounds like a play I would, like, want to come see anyway. So, if I could get, like, a free ticket through your friend, I mean, I that would be great. Sure, I'd take it. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you ended up giving them a discount, but he went to see your play, and... It was so funny because afterwards he, he never admitted it to me, but he was like, yeah, you know, um, yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, and then you had like a bunch of meetings with them and they really wanted to sign you. <laughs> right. Yes, but then you I ended remember, up, I remember. but then, <laughs> yeah, but then you didn't like them. You and you signed with somebody else, but that was just really funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. It was nice to like actually sit down and meet the agency you were working for because some agencies that I sent out didn't even respond. Um, so I guess there was some truth about your agent um, being like, "Oh, we're busy, we're busy." But I was really mm. appreciative for the agents that agencies that did give me time and wanted to sit down and talk with me. Okay, but I ended up okay. not signing with your agency. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay though. <laughs> Well, that's okay. I mean, it's it's an interview of both sides. You need to be happy with your agent too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, so you got your agent uh, through that. And, um, and then tell me how it was after for you because then you went back to college, right? You had to finish your yeah, credit. Yeah, so, yeah, I went back and um, I had to take, I think, two theater studies. Um, and I completed it during J-term. So it was just the month of January... Um, every day coming into Manhattan and taking classes. Um, and then after that, I had had Socrates at the public lined up. So after I did J-Term, I went straight to work at the public again, did Socrates by Tim Blake Nelson, um, which was super fun. 
it was fun because I felt like still an NYU student um, and the public was right across the street. And I remember, cause it was that spring that I graduated. So in the earlier in the day, I was at Radio City Music Hall where we had our graduation ceremony. And then that evening I did my show at the public. And when I got to the public, they had like decorated it and they were like, happy graduation, Carl. And they had oh. like, a strawberry cheesecake for me. Um, and I'm, I'm a sucker for surprises. So it was just the nicest, it was so small, but it was the nicest surprise ever. And I felt um, so like supported. That is so cute. I love that. So uh, since Carl, you did like a bunch of professional plays and you had a big role in Eve's song and then a smaller role again in Socrates. Um, and I'm sure you met uh, like lots of um, cool people through that. What was sort of the best advice that you got or um, like from directors or fellow other actors or what did you learn um, by like doing these professional plays right out of college? That's a good question. I think for each show, I walked away with something different. For the first show I did, I learned about how to be treated and how you allow yourself to be treated um, and what environment you create for yourself and how you can like advocate for yourself as an actor. Um, in Socrates, I spent a lot of time watching other actors um, on stage. And I walked away with that show with like appreciation of process. Like Michael Stuberg was our Socrates and I would watch him in rehearsal. He would have a notebook um, and it was like color coded. And he had like, you walk into the rehearsal room at start of day, he's already in there, already in, you know, his, his um, rehearsal costume, um, the way he engaged with the director was very collaborative. And I was like, okay, so like, this is what um, being an actor looks like. I mean, he's very kind, mm -hmm. very generous with time, always put himself out there in rehearsal, took risk, made a fool of himself. But then the, 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 the end product of his performance, it was something so brilliant to watch every night. Um, so in that show, I learned about process um, and began curious about process because in that show, there were few Yale graduates and I was like, well, I'm thinking about going to grad school. And they're like, well, no one can really tell you whether to go or not. Just like trust your instinct. Um, but they're like, I think it, one person was like, I think it would be great. Great. You should definitely go. One person said, mm. no, don't go at all. Waste of money. Um, mm. So at that point, I was like, um, and I asked Michael about it. Michael was like, well, you'll know what to do. Just follow your heart. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is unhelpful, but I appreciate <laughs> Somebody it. tell me um, what to do. <laughs> <laughs> what to do. And then the last show I did at New York Theater Workshop, what did I learn from that? I think it wasn't, I don't know if it was a learning opportunity. Mm, I think it was, I was at a time of my life where I, it was just about enjoying enjoying the moment and having fun and laughing with the cast and becoming close with the cast. Okay. So maybe that was a learning lesson. Allow yourself time to have fun. Well, that sounds amazing. 
Um, and and how what was your decision then to go to to a graduate program to audition for masters? Oh yeah. So during Run Boy Run, I also hit like a wall of I needed to release something that I didn't know how to release. There was a moment at the end of the play where I had to encounter my dead sister. And some nights I'd be like into it and feeling it and just like living in the the moment, the imaginary circumstances. And other nights I just felt my body shut down. I would like look at the actress playing my sister dead on the floor. And I'd be like, okay, I'm not feeling anything right now. I'm supposed to be crying. The audience is looking at me. What <laughs> the heck? Um, and this one lady from back home in DC, she like saw my mom post about the show. She's like, why didn't you invite me? I was like, well, I didn't invite you because I feel like I've hit a rut and I don't want you to travel all the way up from DC to New York City to see me like, um, like not be giving my all because I felt like mm -hmm. I was hitting a wall and it was a wall of wall and she was like well what are you going to do about that I was like I don't know she's like well you have to do something if you feel like you're unhappy in your work and I was like well maybe I can go to grad school I've been thinking about it she was like why not I was like well I don't know like, I'd want to go to like the top schools and I don't know if I can get in she was like well you're not going to know unless you try um, and you can do it so I said, okay. So after I had sprained my ankle in Run Boy Run and I just kept hitting balls, I was like, there's nothing else for me to lose. I'm not working anymore. I'm auditioning, but getting rejected. Let me just apply to grad school. So nice. I started writing my application for grad school. And we did the audition process together and it was super fun. <laughs> so fun. Yeah, we auditioned for all of the all of the uh, programs together it was nyu columbia yale juilliard and that's it right i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah. you had to do three monologues and one song and basically the way it works is that you sign up for an audition day and then you perform for like a few faculty members and then on the day there are three callbacks so you perform once and then it's it's sort of like in a reality show or something um like you perform once and then you wait in the waiting room and then they call up the names or they hang up a sheet of paper with the names who get called back for the second audition and then you perform in front of more faculty members and then the same process again and then you perform of more faculty members or like of the, in front of the head of the department um, and that's it and then you go home and then like 20 people get called back for the final final callback Uh, which is like a two-day callback where you do classes and exercises where they work more closely with you. Um, yeah, so we did uh, the auditions together and like worked on the monologues together and it was really, really fun to do those auditions with you. Um, how was it for you, Carl? Do you have like any advice for people um, applying for, for grad school or can you just tell me a bit about your experience? Hmm, okay. My, my, the first thing that came to me is advice. I would say for your pieces, choose a piece. This is advice that was given to me. Choose a piece um, 
that has words that you need to speak mm. um that is just it just so it lives in you and like those characters words you can't wait to say and when you say them something is released that was advice that was given to me and um it was advice that i tried to follow i had monologue pieces that i had and i would switch them out switch them out switch them out switch them out and it's funny i think for my nyu monologue piece the shakespearean one i didn't actually have one chosen until i think the night before you switched I, I it i remember yes i switched it because i there was one that i felt that i wanted to explore and one that i wanted to like show them what i was capable of and another one that was fun um <laughs> that felt fun in my body and that's one that ended up going with because i yeah. think me trying to choose a piece that's going to show my talent um they're gonna they're going to read into that they're gonna see oh this is just exhibition of talent rather than yeah i want to see the actor having fun yeah so i would say have fun with the pieces that you choose i love that definitely um, and it's always so hard as actors because, of course, we want to impress people and be liked by, especially if it's an audition. Um, but uh, exactly that, like trying to guess what they want to see or impress them usually is not the um, best way to go because it doesn't showcase you the best. So, yay, and good choice. it takes choice. time to find pieces, too. That's one thing I learned. It does take time. Oh, God, I'm also so bad at decisions. <laughs> It really takes time to find the right piece. Um, anyway, but like, I have to say it was so fun auditioning. And like, I, we went to almost all um, of the schools together. Like we picked the same audition days and I like had my routine going for warm ups. And then I always listened to pump up music before my audition. Mm -hmm. And then after the auditions, we sat there together waiting to see if our names are called up and like we're laughing in between. It was really, really fun. Um, and now you're you're at Yale. So that's amazing. How is um, I mean, honestly, Yale is so beautiful. It reminds me of Hogwarts. And I think actually when we did auditions, that's the one that we also liked the best, both of us, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. How is, um, so how is Yale um, drama school compared to your bachelor? Or just how is your experience uh, there in general? Well, first, it was so great doing the audition experience with you. It was so fun. <laughs> I say everyone should get a friend like Bianca to do the audition process with because it made it so much fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. It did. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yale is different from um, undergrad because I feel well. We actually finished our first act, our first week of acting classes last week, which is week three. So the first two weeks were really just orientation, getting to know everyone. Yeah, and I think that it, that stands apart from undergrad because at undergrad there's. I don't know how many, but like hundreds of students studying acting um, in your cohort, in your year. And at Adler, our groups would switch every semester or whatever. So I think it was 16 people or whatever. Every mm -hmm. semester you were meeting new people. Um, at Yale, yeah. they say, well, this is your 18 and this is your 18 for three years. Um, 
so what's been fun here is building that like close-knit community and that's exciting to me because I feel then more comfortable um, to explore my vulnerability to take risks and hope hopefully um, expand my capabilities as an actor in doing that I miss training and um, I think it's amazing that you get to be in a small group um, in beautiful New Haven and like really in a safe space explore your acting acting training it can be really really tiring but it's so amazing because you get to work on it every single day with other people it's crazy yes it's probably very tiring so tiring clown class yesterday was so tiring it was from 10 a.m to 2 p.m um and it i know i know i didn't take much clowning at i didn't take any clowning at nyu i know you took well well um, you're forgetting neutral mask at stella adler Uh. (laughs) 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 yeah we we let's not get into that (laughs) (laughs) well this is different clowning this is different um, that's true it's like but it was yeah, fun okay. to experience that well i can't wait to see what you're gonna do after yale yeah me too we'll see what happens uh, three years from now Woo, wow crazy three years um so uh carl i just thought of uh the story about our auditions that i still want to tell because it's just so funny um mm-hmm. especially yale honestly was the uh, most emotional moment for me during our audition times because uh, we really loved it, both of us there, and uh, like I distinctly at Yale, I remember sitting in that room with you, and we wanted to get called back so badly, and they came up and they put up a sheet with like the names of three people on there, and we like there were people going up to the piece of paper and like being mad, and you know everybody was sort of waiting to to see if their name was on there, and we walked there together like holding hands, and both of our names were on there, and it was just the most amazing feeling in the world to share that with you. A sigh of relief. Uh, yeah, and also that both of our names were on there. Imagine just one would have been on there. Mm-hmm. That would have been so sad. <laughs> yes, um, I would have been then, able like, to relish in the joy of it. Exactly, exactly. It would have been so awkward. And then, and and it was so funny because um, <laughs> Juilliard <laughs> was <laughs> the only school out of all of the ones that we auditioned for that we did not get even to the first callback. None of us did. And <laughs> I just remember looking at that sheet of paper with you and like, we just looked at each other so confused, like not even sad or anything. We were just like, wait, is there another piece? Is that it? Like, I think you forgot our names. Like not even the first callback. <laughs> They really did not want us, which is strange because I thought my audition went quite well. <laughs> yes, and it was so funny because we had been there since I think it was like eight a.m. just sitting around. Oh my god! Um, yeah. So then once the thing went up, it was like, "What is going on? Oh, there must be another piece of paper." That was um, funny, but then we found a stack of like food that we stole, <laughs> so we got. Yes, it made back. it all worth it. Yeah, and definitely. I couldn't imagine doing that without you, doing the Juilliard experience without you, because if it, I don't think if I had a friend there, I, I would be sad. I'd be like, dang. Um, but yeah, having a friend there definitely. to laugh about it with made it so much more bearable. We laughed so much. 
That's definitely mm-hmm. a good audition advice too. Well, I think to take yourself seriously, like um, to audition and really take the audition seriously, because if you don't take that seriously, then you're not um, allowing yourself to be at your full potential. It's sort of a defense mechanism. Um, yes. But then, you know, afterwards you forget about it, you laugh about it, you have fun. But I think that's very important to not afterwards yes. take it too seriously. Um, so yeah, great, great times. <laughs> Carl, just tell me um, quickly, as a final anecdote before the, we end this podcast, I would like to hear from you um, what it is that got you into acting. Why did young Carl become an actor? What advice you would give to young Carl now and what inspires you? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> what inspired me to be an actor? I was always into storytelling um since i was a little kid i remember one of our first like school projects we had to put on a performance i think it was like i don't know but there was a baker and my line was about muffins it was about i like the kind with the honey and the nuts on top <laughs> and that was my line and i said it the all the time the nuts on top. <laughs> I love yes that. that was my line and my mom never let me forget it um, and that could, that's that passion of for telling story and making people feel something really um, inspired me to be an actor. And Carl, the second question sorry to interrupt what? you, but I have a vision. When you win an Oscar, <laughs> you need to say that line at your speech 100%. <laughs> oh, Bianca, I love this idea. I'm going to write it down so I don't forget it. Maybe we I have will. your Oscar. We have your Oscar speech. Yeah, you, you, you <laughs> just go back to um, basically. You thank everybody for getting the Oscar for whatever role you're gonna win it for, and then you just uh, tell people about the first role you ever played, and you do that line. <laughs> Bianca, that's a great idea. Thank you I for know, inspiring your me. Your mom will be so now happy. I'm ready for my Oscar. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yes. Second question: Advice to young Carl. Oh, advice to young Carl. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think I would call into existence like teenage, middle school, maybe even young adult Carl and tell him to do the thing that scares you now. Don't wait until you feel comfortable because you're never going to feel comfortable. What will happen is just end up wasting time being nervous. So just do the mm-hmm. thing that scares you now. Amazing. Everybody should do that. Oh, and the last question, what inspires me right now? Yesterday in our clown class, our teacher said, she introduced, I think is how you pronounce it, the word called, I think it's called je, the French word, and I think little translation mm-hmm. is the game. Um, the game. Because there's not, the game, the game. The game, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> game, as mm-hmm. in like video game. Video ah, game game. Ah, now I got it. The, the game. game. Okay, yeah. and it's called je. Um, je, I'm pretty sure. Nice. And there's okay. not really a word in the English language to capture it. Um, mm-hmm. But the word basically means the pleasure of playing. Kind of like that energy we mm-hmm. feel as a child in make-believe. Um, mm-hmm. That energy. And I think that's inspiring. My, that's inspiring me right now. Finding the pleasure of play in my acting work. Because I think mm-hmm. sometimes I can get caught up in the structure of it, in the order of it, in the story. Is the audience getting this? And I'm missing out 
on really the pleasure. Like the pleasure from, I like the kind with the honey and the nuts on top. Like that innocent pleasure. Um, making yeah. that my focus is inspiring I feel me. like that's all acting is. Like all my acting training, I feel like, is also just finding your way back to being a child. <laughs> it's a great profession. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, Carl, what was Joanne's word, our movement teacher? She also, what, what was her oh. word for? It wasn't, it wasn't the game, like, jib, but something about, like, the essence. Duende. Duende. <laughs> and fly. Dun, 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 fly. And what does duende mean again? Like, the, your intuition or something, right? I think, I think she described it as, like, the little demons that inspire you. Well, Carl, I have to give you a compliment um, and just say that you inspire me so much still and inspired me so much during college because you're such a bright light. You're always smiling. Literally, you bring the sun to any room that you're at. And um, while you have your own struggles going on, it doesn't really seem like it because you're so humble. You would never brag about like, all the amazing stuff you did, which a lot of people um, in college did, not to name names, um, but you were always so humble about it and um, like so ambitious and hardworking, but without ever talking about it or showing it. Um, so thank you for being that bright light in my life. <laughs> thank you, Bianca. And thank you for showing me what it means to be brave, take a risk, and live an exciting life. Mi amigo, till we meet again um, we in meet. Hawaii. Why not? Yes, please, why not? <laughs> or Mexico. I think you should do Mexico too. Ooh, Mexico. Yes, Mexico. Actually, we said you should come to Europe to visit me in Berlin and we'll do like Amsterdam. Oh. Or Italy, but Mexico sounds good too. I can definitely do that. Brazil. Ooh, yes. Mm, okay, so we've lots choices. of stuff to discover. Let's go on a... Um, once you've finished Yale, let's just travel the world together. I'm down. I'm so down. Deal, right there. And then we'll make a movie and we'll win the Oscar. And you have your Oscar speech prepared already. I'll think of mine. <laughs> yes. It'll be uh, something with Duende. 